The content is just sad. Uh, or infuriating. Not the quality. Yeah. Welcome to Harley Freaking Quinn, the podcast about Harley Quinn. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm also your host, Jess. Oh, I guess I'm a co-host. Ha! <laughs> Just gave myself a promotion. <laughs> and uh, this week, we're going to recap season one, episode 10, Bensonhurst. I was unenthused. Yeah, uh, I saw the preview image for this episode, and to be honest, I was like, oh, it's this one. Um, and but, it's not because it's bad. No. It's just a downer. It's just a... Coming off a downer it, episode. Um, but before we do, I wanted to um, kind of recap some Harley Quinn news. Um, in this last week, a couple promotional images came out from... Uh, the Suicide Squad, or Suicide Squad 2, as I can't help but call it, even though it's supposed to retcon the events of uh, Suicide Squad, I believe anyway. And uh, so it's like they're on the cover of Empire magazine, um, which came out, I think, this week. And Harley Quinn is just kind of along with the other Suicide Squad members. And it kind of got me thinking, well, first of all, the outfit, her new outfit was kind of released uh, during DC Fandom, which I think looks awesome. I don't think we had started the podcast yet before, like... No, we hadn't yet. Her new outfit looks very action-y. It is squad-like. Very um, tactical, very comfortable, while still maintaining um, kind of Harley Quinn's essence. But it got me thinking because I was, it's not clear yet, like where in the timeline the Suicide Squad takes place. Because, uh, so Suicide Squad, the first one, it introduced Margot Robbie's Harley. And then, and she's with the Joker in that. And then Birds of Prey takes place and they make some visual references to Suicide Squad. And obviously Margot Robbie has the same like tattoos that she had in Suicide Squad. And it's just like takes place after the events and Joker has broken up with her. And I don't know if the Suicide Squad is going to take place kind of in this timeline um, or if it's going to be post Birds of Prey or kind of in the space between So I'd be interested to hear that just because I feel like we're, as an audience, we're on her journey and I would feel really bummed if we then like just went back in time um, to uh, a previous version where Harley's with Joker. Uh, What do you think? Well, I am way more excited for the Suicide Squad than I was for Suicide Squad. In fact, I never saw Suicide Squad. Yeah, I honestly, I can't wait until we watch it together (laughs) for this podcast. I want to be drunk. Yeah. I don't want to be sober to watch that. I was, so when I first saw some of the casting for Suicide Squad, I was really pumped. I, like Will Smith, like every other millennial, I was excited for Margot Robbie because I thought she was great in Wolf of Wall Street and... Like, I've always just liked, 
Like, I never really read the comics for Suicide Squad, but I liked when it would show up in other media. I liked, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just such a good villain. Like, just lawful evil. But Margot Robbie and Amanda Waller are, like, the best parts of the movie. Who ended up playing Amanda Waller in the movie? Uh, Viola Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful fucking casting. Pristine. And then Jared Leto came onto the scene. And I really... eh? Yeah. I don't... I mean, we can definitely get into all of this when we do our episode, but that's another thing that came out this week. And this podcast is called Hardly Freaking Quinn, but Zack Snyder is going to bring back Jared Leto oh my God. as yeah. Joker in reshoots for the Justice League. First of all, the Snyder Cut is involving reshoots and a stupid amount of money to not just edit, but reshoot. And also yeah, tens of millions of dollars. Why would you need the Joker in the Justice League movie? And also, also... Why would you give Zack Snyder any money? Like, all he's going to do is put some, like, extra dark Instagram filters on everything and just, like, I don't know, make it edgier. God, he's... Yeah. I I don't like Zack Snyder. I was, like, briefly dazzled by the 300 in 2006. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was still full of, like, youth and angst. Yeah. And even that I was over soon. Like... No, it. The fact he's, that he's a dumb boy who makes dumb movies for boys, and they've given him way too much power. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He should really just go write a D and D campaign and like stop getting like franchise movies. Yeah, the fact that they've turned Justice League into a four part like mini series because the Snyder cut is so long. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just sounds painful. Anyway, right. I'm much more excited <laughs> about James Gunn directing The Suicide Squad. Yeah, me too. I, I quite like James Gunn. I liked all the stuff we saw at DC Fandom. But can you possibly defend Zack fucking Snyder making a movie longer than Gone with the Wind? <laughs> like, that man cannot tell a cohesive story in 90 minutes. You think he can tell a cohesive story over four hours? The... A uh, Snyder cut of Batman versus Superman is on HBO Max, and <laughs> I'm still halfway through. I could not, like, I was like, huh, this is interesting, but this scene doesn't really make sense in the content. And then I was just bored. I just, like, Lindsay and I off. saw the original cut at a drive in theater. Uh, that's our friend Lindsay. She just, like, just likes to just call people by the name as if you know her. Even being able to like get up and walk around and eat copious amounts of chili dogs from the drive-in and to like chuckle fuck and talk and roast it in the car because no one else could hear us, we still couldn't make it all the way through. Like we still ended up leaving early. I just, I don't like his movies. They don't engage me. Yeah. And they're stupidly long on top of being unengaging. Anyway, long story short, that was the news in DC, in DC this week. I also hate Sucker Punch. Oh, snap. I've never, I didn't see Sucker Punch. It has a good soundtrack. I heard the soundtrack. But yeah, those movies are not made for me. I They don't look like they were made for me. Um, and so I never uh, watched them. I dated too many nerd boys. I was forced to see them just by proxy, but it's really an entire movie dedicated to panty shots. Oh, no. (laughs) Wow. 
All right, without further ado, uh, let's dive into the recap. All right, Bensonhurst. <laughs> So that my first note was unenthused, which yeah. we kind of talked about that. Um, but it starts out kind of funny. It does. The crew is at Bloodhaven, which, you know, makes me hopeful for a glimpse of Nightwing and his fabulous ass. But they're just at an amusement park. Not they're at like a theme park, having the time of their life. We're looking at King Shark's Instagram story. Going live. More like fun employment. And uh, they're on a roller coaster. Pieces of clay face are falling off in the uh, wind resistance. Just spraying onto King Shark's face, looking real bad. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's Harley. She's at in her office at the Legion of Doom, um, watching this on her phone, just looking devastated, just looking so sad. And um, Bane comes in. Catches her insta-stalking her old crew. He mentions that uh, he's going to Black Manta's this uh, beach house this weekend. Uh, beach lair. Beach lair. Because um, he's smoking a pork shoulder. Figures out Harley did not get the invite. She did not get the invite. You know, it's it's hard for women once they make it to the top to have friends. So she's really low. But not as low as when she's at the mall, the next scene. And Where Sai is asleep in his motorized chair. Just going around in circles. Well, hopefully asleep. Hopefully asleep. Harley takes a video of it and sends it to Ivy and said, asleep or dead, LOL. Uh, it looks like from we see her her phone screen that she sent many unreplied to text messages to Ivy, which of course we know that Ivy, Ivy is been, captured. Yeah, she's been kidnapped. Uh, and that's when Sane Harley or Harleen Quinzel. Um, I, I don't know if we can call it saying harley because well, this that's is what still harley like says. harley's hallucination yeah well harley says hey sane me so it's just yeah, like that's true and my notes i put her as dr harley quinn maybe that's how we'll refer to her so dr harley quinn pops up and uh it tries to give her some tough love and says that the lol was a little sweaty which <laughs> workshop in this yeah uh that was funny harley and- asked you just come out of the phone to shit on me which that was funny I think that's my favorite. <laughs> Harley had a, a lot of good lines this she episode. Um, so uh, Dr. Harley says, like, you know, there's always going to be someone who's going to support you and love you, whatever. And unconditionally. Unconditionally. And Harley, of course, thinks of Ivy first. And Ivy's not responding to her text messages. But that's not what Dr. Harley meant. Dr. She Harley meant, meant her mama. Yeah. In Brooklyn. So Harley uh, gets out of the cab or whatever uh, at her parents' house in Bensonhurst, which I don't know what that is, but... Uh, I'm guessing a neighborhood in a neighborhood because yeah. New York is... I don't know. They call it Brooklyn, but of course Gotham City is not New York. Yes. No, I, I figured she went to New York and somewhere in the borough of Brooklyn is a neighborhood called Bensonhurst. I don't gotcha. know. Didn't Text seem like it was our super... friend Maddie. Yeah, well, it didn't seem that, that they went far, uh, uh, far away. Um, I now I don't know if it holds canon in all DC media, but I've read before that Gotham is located in the state of New Jersey. Mm. So it would theoretically be just 
a day's drive at most. Especially since this waterfront for both cities. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And then Metropolis is somewhere like toward Virginia, I think. I don't know. I should Google this. Anyway. I mean, it's just supposed to be like a train ride away. Yeah. Like not a like, you know. Commute. Not a commute to Congress taking the old Amtrak from uh, Wilmington, mm-hmm. but, but or Scranton. Yeah, but reasonably um, close. From with using like trains and stuff. Oh, hey, remember to vote. <laughs> anyway, um, so she goes back home, and then as soon as she gets there, it's like a really funny, like flashback slash 80s, 90s sitcom opening yeah. credits of a show, you know, that looks like an t- old TV screen called The Quinzels, and they basically just catch you up on all of Harley's backstory. And family like, and family you meet her her dad her mom her great uh her grandma and her brother barry who passed away um did it show how he died no i don't think it did yeah it just had him growing up and then cut uh, to him and then, cremated on the mantle yeah and then urn and then uh there's like a montage of the pictures of all of them on the couch and then eventually it's just harley uh and her mom, mom. yeah because her dad went to jail. Yeah. And uh, I wrote down that her mom's name is Sharon. Yep. Her dad's name is Nick. And then there's brother Barry. Yeah. It's kind of odd to think that she had a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. But I like that part. I like that. Like, and they keep, re- and they refer to him, like, that he's still around in the house. Just, they just gesture to the mantle. Um, now, does... I didn't write in my notes, but does she talk to her mom yet? Or do we go back to um, nope. plant side pavers? Cuts to Ivy. Yeah. So Ivy is restrained on like a, a table. Um, the goon that's watching her, uh, Gus, is uh, a, a kindergarten teacher. He's a kindergarten teacher who just uh, picked up side gooning um, to pay for art supplies and ivy tries to bribe him like if you let yeah. me go i'll give you all the good shit I'll give the good construction paper and the good markers the ones that smell like fruit yeah but he will not um take the deal because he says if my rating falls on goon review uh, i mean he'll have no chance uh so i like these like little uh hints to like the gig economy in like modern villainy <laughs> Like there's the like dating platform to find mm-hmm. your nemesis. There's the like goon review that's kind of like an Uber for goons. Um, just all that stuff is like a nice touch. Well, would you like to hear all of my theories about how the crime in Gotham could be solved with better social programs and a distribution of wealth rather than a man dressed as a bat (laughs) exactly and all of these all the tech companies and the tech bros all the unregulated capitalism that Mm -hmm. we're seeing that is propping up the uh crime the crime economy Mm -hmm. i feel you uh okay okay i mean remember to vote (laughs) and gus says like um you know Honestly, we're harvesting you in two days, which sounds ominous, and he does not yeah. explain what that means. And yeah, not great. <laughs> Ivy doesn't ask. What do you mean? Um, but uh, she gets staying a, in the present. She she gets a break because like a little dandelion uh, seed 
gets sucked up into the air vent and she makes it grow into a sentient dandelion dandelion baby and she sends it to go find frank and tell frank to get harley and come rescue her uh back to oh sorry oh yeah i was just telling the transition yeah so cut back to harley and bensonhurst in her old room chatting with her mom or she calls her ma and her mom's like berating her because it's been 36 months since she uh talked to her and yeah just looking through her old room reminiscing Mm -hmm. um harley sees a certain trophy and she has a flashback to a gymnastics competition when she was in college yeah, and um, her dad, who's her coach, tells her to take a dive because he bet against her and he owes, uh, he like needs the money. Has all these gambling debts, yeah. Yeah, he's a gambling addict. And um, she does. It doesn't look like she's going to, but then she... Uh, Makes eye contact, feels bad, fails the landing after she'd stuck the entire routine. And then he's kind of condescending about her failure. And she beats the ever-loving shit out of him. She beats the shit out of him. And that's when the um, the uh, flashback ends. Oh, before we move on, though, to the next part of the scene, um, her mom called her a psychologist, which I oh, yeah. feel like... I still feel like we've gone back and forth on whether she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist in this show. And just in a lot of Harley Quinn canon in general. Did she go to med school or not? Mm-hmm. Like, it says she's a doctor, and it even says that in this episode, and she could be, like, a psychologist with a PhD. Mm-hmm. But there's also references to med school, and I'm like, which is it? Yeah, because psychologists not, don't go to med school. They're different. <laughs> I want to know what she is. I don't know why I care about this so much. I just want consistency. Yeah. Anyway. Because it's not like you cannot call a psychologist or you cannot call a psychiatrist a psychologist. Psychiatrists hate that. Like they will correct you every single time because they do different things. They have different training. Yeah. You, can, you can't call a psychologist a psychiatrist. They, they will, will correct also you. correct you. They do different things. Anyway, while uh, Harley is like disparaging her, her father, that's when he walks in. And apparently... Her, he's out of jail. He's and out of jail. they got back together. They got back together. And um, this is one of my favorite lines um, or exchanges in the episode because Harley says, he broke every, every promise he ever made. And her mom says, he apologized for that and made a whole bunch of new ones. Oh. And of course, like Harley cannot see like kind of the irony here because... He's, she sees like that Nick is full of shit the whole time, but and how bad how, how he many, harmed his mom with his self-centered narcissism and their entire family with his self-centered narcissism, but cannot uh, you know call the the kettle black you know right isn't no. just isn't seeing how it mirrors her relationship with the Joker right. Uh, the next scene, um, the dandelion gets to Frank. Frank oh, is, is smoking pot. Yeah, he's smoking pot, pot with Chaz, who was the uh, pot dealer we met in the last episode. And that's when the dandelion gets there and, and is basically squeaking. But we get the gist. Right. Does what Ivy had told it to do. Yeah. And Frank's like, what? Ivy's in the well. <laughs> Which is just a joke that I'll always laugh at. 
And uh, Chaz is like, am I stoned or are there two plants talking to each other? So Both. they are hopping in the car to head to Brooklyn. Yep. Chaz got to drive. Then we go back to Bensonhurst and they are all having dinner at the house. Uh, grand Grandma is there and Harley is just like totally pissed off that Nick oh, is there. Got another one of my favorite lines. Yes. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> Ma, can you pass me the peas? They're right next to that piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, just like such derision. And he's trying to play it all off like, oh, I'm just a family man. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Harley's just not letting it go. She is like, you are a slime ball. You used gambling to buy new Trans Am after I took, you know, after that one competition. Uh, he went to prison for nearly beating someone to death. And there's some like, uh, you know, I think he did. I think they said he did kill someone. Oh, I thought I thought he said nearly beat an Irishman to death. Oh. And then is and then the uh, Sharon says something about like, well, they're Irishmen, so <laughs> just like racism against Irish people. And uh, Grandma speaks up about how she's like so happy to um, that Harley's here because she just talked to her doctor and she has the brain cancer, and that's when her head explodes from a bullet. And then Nick said something stupid like, wow, that's an aggressive form of brain cancer. Yeah. Not sure how many years I have left or how many of these dinners I've got left. But it's yeah. a it's a hitman across the street. By the time the hitman... It's really bad because, yeah. you know, he shot a grandma on the head instead of his target. Yeah. And uh, when he comes into the house to finish the job or whatever, everyone's like pretending to be dead. Um, Covered in ketchup. Which is hilarious. Like, is blood. he ever going to like believe that? Like, no, I'm pretty sure I just shot once and definitely blew only one person's head off. Everyone's dead. What <laughs> Everyone's happened? Uh, but it's the no. distraction enough that Harley can uh, disarm him and... Um, she try starts to, to, to question him. Question him, yeah, to figure out who hired him. And that's when Nick shoots him and kills him. Which, because he I mean, killed red, grandma. Red, yeah, red flag number one, Harley. But no, uh, Nick says, he wasn't after you. He was after me. I owe the mop a lot of money. And uh, kind of guilt trips Harley to like help him figure it out. And they go to a very stereotypical Italian restaurant. And there are three mob bosses with stereotypical Italian accents talking about the stereotypes. And Do yet, they need to not engage in in order to stop perpetuating our stereotypes? Like saying gabagool. <laughs> and Harley busts in and says, like, you gotta let my, you know, gotta forgive my father's debts. And they, like, that was pretty funny. They were saying, well, that's not really how things work here. We service a, you know, a, a sector, sector of the, of the community that traditional loners don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't serve. Also, the scene made me really want some veal parmesan. That is next on our treat day list. Yeah. Uh, so she basically forces them to like start shooting her. Um, Just goes ape shit on them. Yeah. And uh, Nick coaches her to kill all of them um, by giving her like moves to avoid their bullets and get close enough to kill them. Uh, he... It's not bad teamwork, no, to be honest. No, uh, and I feel like they're flying high after that. He loses his other thumb. Par uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, happens. Gets his thumb shot off. He He's had his other one amputated by the mob in the past. But he gives her what feels like a pretty genuine and a heartfelt apology for asking her to throw 
the competition that says that he shouldn't have done that. It feels a bit like a moment of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And then he lifts both of his uh, thumb stumps up and says that he'd be giving her two thumbs up. So back to Frank and Chaz. Yeah. The next scene, Frank wakes up in the car. In the desert. In the desert. Does not look like Brooklyn. And Chaz has ripped off this hallucinogenic honey from these like distributors or cartel or whatever and hits the producers probably as a bar and there's probably like just a hallucinogenic apiary (laughs) (laughs) and jumps in the car and um drives off because he needs to diversify his business options because weed is illegal everywhere so uh of course he samples his own product and passes out right one look makes you hallucinate Two looks makes you pass out with a giant heart on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just see him the rest of the episode with a huge boner. But yeah, they're uh, in Mexico. So they're in not Mexico. Not, yeah, not Brooklyn. So now Frank has to drive all the way back. He's got this. So uh, back at the evil lab, uh, Gus is reading all of Harley's text to Ivy and... Um, he says it's like an unhealthy friendship. Toxic. But, toxic. But don't worry. He'll pull off that Band-Aid and text her back. Also, don't buy those boots. Your kitten heel is not your style. And everyone's always insulting her taste. And yeah. She I has. Feel- I feel like she. I mean, we're. I think it's normal to like settle on a combination of colors and fits. If it works for her, it works for her. I mean. She may not want to be seen as a supervillain, but no one's saying Black Manta needs to, like, diversify his outfit, okay? Uh, That's so true. It's sexist. But she says something funny, like, okay, I bought them, but then I returned them because you're right, Kitten Heel is not, I'm not a Kitten Heel person. Next scene, they're back uh, in Bensonhurst and the whole family, minus grandma, she's now also in a... Uh, her ashes are also in an urn on the mantle with Barry. And they're all eating dinner. But this time, it's a totally different tone. Like, Harley has... Uh, you it's know, warm. It's it- warm. Like, Nick is, like, very happily, like, reminiscing about how they work together to kill the mob bosses. Her he's mom's com- happy. He's, yeah, he's she- being very complimentary. Her mom is being very complimentary and not passive-aggressive. Like, Harley is kind of warming up to it, and you're, and she says, you know, oh, you know what? That, you know, wasn't so bad. Or, like, I feel like you really have changed. And then she gets a text from Ivy. Oh, yeah. She thinks. Yeah. Basically saying, we're not friends, fuck you. And you know, that actually sounded kind of like what I think Ivy would text when she was pissed off. It's like, we're not friends anymore. Fuck off. Like middle finger emoji. Yeah, you can hear it in her voice. Mm-hmm. Gus has been reading way too many of her texts. Yeah. What a dick. Gus is a dick. Just because... Toxic niceness. Yes, exactly. Um, and then that's when uh, Graham... Oh, so like because Harley got that, that text message, she's like, maybe I'll stick around for a while. And that's when Grandpa comes in. Yeah. Because uh, you know, Harley's been... back in town. Grandma is dead. Plenty of reasons to celebrate, celebrate, he says. Bring some wine. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he doesn't know how many of these dinners he'll have left. He went to the doctor. And his hypertension is just really bad. And that's when his chest explodes. And that's 
And Nick says something like, wow, blood pressure is really good. Um, so, and it's another hit man or, or hit woman who comes in through the window and... Uh, Harley stabs her with cutlery. They're fighting. Looks like Harley's coming out on top. And then that's when... Her dad shoots her. And the sad music starts playing in the background underneath all the action. Yeah. So because once again, the he, music in this show is so good. Nick shoots Harley. So like the, I think the hit woman's already dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. Uh, just pronouns, you know? Uh, so yeah, Nick shoots Harley in the stomach and says like, it was me. Uh, there's a million dollar bounty on your head and that would really, you know, pay off all my gambling debts. And then I started pointing out to these hitmen that, uh, that they could cash in for a finder's fee. So he really did owe the mob a lot of money and tricked Harley into killing them all. And then this is when the episode gets real shitty. Like, is there anything sadder than your parents, like, conspiring to kill you? Because you're like, the stuff that her mom was saying, I think, was the most hurtful. Like, we knew that Nick was a piece of shit. Especially since she went to Bensonhurst thinking that it is just her and her mom. And that her mom will always unconditionally love her. Yeah. But no, her mom was like, you know, your disappointment. You've uh, embarrassed us in the neighborhood. People spit on us in public. I just wanted you to marry a doctor. <laughs> mom, I am a doctor. And so... Uh, they they to really kind of yeah. a standstill. Yeah, they were... she would have the chance to kill them both. And she walks away, but she is... She's beat beaten up. up. Yeah, she is covered in bruises. Uh, she walks out the yeah. Shot. She walks out the door, and um, Frank pulls up in the car like, and she just passes out. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention my my favorite swear because you took the one I was gonna choose when Harley calls her dad. You shit person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one had some real feeling behind it. Oh, and, and there's accurate. also the, there's a lot to talk about. There's also that part where, like Harley says, like I'm nothing like you to her dad, and mm. her dad says something really hurtful, like, "Hey, you turned on your crew just like I turned on you. We're the same." Yeah. And and Harley says, "I didn't turn on them; they left." But of course, she still needs to reflect on how that was related to her actions. But still, yeah. she says something really important. She says, you are you are not my family. And I think that was a really uh, emotional part. Because she's really held on to the concept of home being there. Yeah. Uh, after Harley passes she's out. She's apparently only been gone for three years, which, you know, three years with the Joker would be a terribly long time. But when you consider she spent like a full year in Arkham at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Like three years is not that long. Mm-hmm. It's been a probably tumultuous few years of her life. Anyway. Anyway, we go back to the evil lab. No, first where um she wakes up in the car. Oh, yeah. And sees... Frank. Yep. She starts hallucinating Dr. Quinzel again in the rearview mirror. And Frank calls her out like for babbling and... It's like, what do you mean? Of course Ivy doesn't hate you. She's captured. She needs your help. Yeah. And then she tells Frank to step on it. Mm-hmm. Full of vim and vigor. 
Then we cut back to the lab. And Ivy is listening to Gus just kind of rattle on. Um, and then um, the door opens and uh, Gus says something like, oh, it must be time to for your harvesting. And it's Scarecrow. And uh, he injects Ivy with some sort of purple liquid, which I don't... toxin. You think so? I can't remember. I mean... Season one is a blur. Scarecrow's kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah, that's true. But, man, it's rude as fuck. Like, they were just at a cocktail party together, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Also, he's played by Roll Coley. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Don't make me mad at him. Impolite. (laughs) The last scene, uh, because... end on a Bane note. Yes. Is the uh, Legion of Doom, and Joshua, um, the Penguin's... Nephew. nephew is in the huge conference room and Bane approaches and says like, did you put a million dollar hit on Harley Quinn on the credit card that was supposed to be for emergencies? And he, f- uh, Joshua flips out like she ruined my bar, bar mitzvah. I want her to die. <laughs> um, but you Bane, pay for hits and cash. Yeah. Bane deescalates the situation and, um, uh, says to cancel it and Bane already did and they actually have a touching moment and Bane is funny as always he says like do you think I want to be the credit card pain man I have dreams and then the this starts off the like gag that goes and through the rest credit of the card's two reckoning <laughs> the rest of the two seasons where he trips over a a chair an office chair executive chair And he throws it out of the window into the fountain outside. I will blow up this chair. (laughs) And that starts the like season and a half like gag of him just wanting to to get another chair because he threw his away. And that's see that connection. No, just thinks they're not letting him have a chair. And that's the, the end of the episode. So overall, Important Quality for the plot. Episode. Yeah, I feel like this episode felt a lot longer the first time I watched it because I was just, you know, you're watching the episode and you know that Nick, Nick is, is a scumbag. He's a scumbag and he's full of shit and he's lying to Harley the whole time. And so there was just a lot of tension that I felt first watching the episode. Yeah, there's just kind of a little underlying dread. Yeah, and but this time, because I knew what was going to happen, um, it went by a lot faster and I was able to enjoy it more. There are a lot of really exciting moments, if not necessarily as fun of moments as in other episodes. The last few episodes have been a little bit of downers, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, we're kind of quality. getting to the end of the of the first season. Um, the Yeah, we're, we're in third act territory, mm-hmm. so, which, you know, would be really interesting to think that this is just when this was originally planned to be one long season this would have still just been the rising action for the whole 124 episode or 23 episode arc Hmm. well next time we're gonna recap season one episode 11 i don't have the name uh with me but you'll know neither it's a thing um if you like this episode and you like this podcast uh, leave us a review we read every single one of them you can also talk to us on twitter at harley quinn pod and lastly thanks for listening thank you